Will you outlast your money? Do you stay awake at night worrying about providing for your family? Are you making the right decisions about your investments? There are many life-changing decisions that arise and questions you want answered when going through divorce or after you've received your settlement. This is the Financially Ever After podcast, where you'll hear stories of women like you and get advice from the industry's top professionals. Here's your award-winning and nationally recognized host, Stacey Francis. We have a very special guest on our podcast here today. Rosalind Sadaka is an expert on talking about protecting children before, during, and after divorce. She comes to us with decades of experience, not only as a provider and supporter and consultant for families and individuals going through divorce, but also because she went through divorce too, and she did it the right way. In fact, 10 years after her divorce, her son sat her down and told her something that would change her life, that would launch her into this career where she now works one-on-one with divorcing couples and individuals to make sure that they have the resources they need to face divorce and move through especially if they have children. What did her son tell her? He told her, you and dad did it right. All of my friends who have gone through divorce either don't want to see their parents or have battle scars because of what went on. You and dad did it right. Can you imagine? Don't you want your children to feel that way? If so, stay tuned because Rosalind is going to give you the six key messages that you need to know to effectively be able to tell your children you're going through divorce and just as important to be able to be there for them throughout the process and after. And make sure that you stay to the very end because she's going to tell you the biggest mistakes she's seen couples make. And actually, I share a mistake that my mom made something that actually haunts me still to this day so that you can understand from a child's perspective what these mistakes can do and how they can haunt your children for the rest of your life. So tune in and thank you for listening to Financially Ever After. So Rosalind, it's great to have you here today for our listeners. You have a unique practice really focusing on helping parents communicate effectively with their children. And I know that you come to this with a lot of personal experience. How did you get into this field? And can you share a little bit more about your personal experience? Certainly can. My son was 11 years old when I had my divorce. And it was a process that I had been tackling with and feeling very upset about for close to a decade before I finally made the decision that divorce was right for me and for us and for the family. And I was very concerned about his emotional well-being. And it wasn't until more than a decade later, when my son was in his early 20s, he came to me one day out of the blue. And he said, you know, Ma, you and Daddy did a really good job with your divorce. And I just want to thank you, because most of my friends whose parents divorced either hate their parents or are very angry at them about things. And you guys were just great. And I let out a sigh of relief because I was holding on to so much 
tension and fear and anxiety about, did I screw up my son's life with this divorce? And that gave me the incentive to realize that there was something that I knew that I could share with other parents from a personal experiential level. And I then founded the Child Centered Divorce Network. I became a divorce and co-parenting coach specializing in the parenting equation. And then I wrote my signature book, which is How Do I Tell the Kids About the Divorce, which was a very unique approach that I had used with my son very successfully. So all of it originated then, and it's just moved on over the last 12 years into something that we do on an international basis. You know, it's wonderful because here you are, you have not only the education, but you have the real experience. And talk about a validation from your son of saying, you and dad did it right. That is what every parent wants to hear. That's what every parent wants to hear. So what are your secrets? I mean, this is, you don't hear this. What did you do that maybe is different that our listeners can start to implement into their life? Everything from, how did you tell them that the two of you were splitting up? What did that look like? Okay. Well, there's so much to unravel here, but let's start with that because that kept me up for weeks and weeks of sleepless nights. How do you break the news to a child who's totally innocent and has no idea this is going to happen, even though he's been living with tension at home from fighting? The D word, the divorce word is a huge, frightening thing for children of any age. And he was 11 and he was young and yet he was old enough to ask all kinds of questions and be very angry and upset at us. And finally, I came up with an idea one night at four in the morning that I implemented, and it turned out to be a really smart idea. And I ended up using that as a resource that I now share with people all around the world in breaking the divorce news. So what I did was use a very innovative approach that was so successful, it, it ultimately became my ebook, How Do I Tell the Kids About the Divorce? A Create a Storybook Guide to Preparing Your Children with Love. And what I did was took family photos from years and years of happy times, vacations and holidays and birthdays and all the pictures that families have. And I put it in a photo album and I then added text that I wrote after a lot of research and talking to six psychotherapists who contributed to the book. But at that time, I put together six key messages that parents need to know when they're breaking the divorce news to the children. And that includes information about reminding your children that they are never at fault, no matter what is going on. Your children are always innocent. That this is about change and not about blame. Life is full of changes for children. The seasons change, their hairstyles change, their grades in schools change. This is a change in the form of our family and will always be a family, but now we are living in two houses and you spend sometimes with mom and sometimes with dad. That's a lot easier to understand and accept than other ways of talking about the divorce. We also talk about the fact that divorce doesn't mean that you ever lose mom or dad. Mom and dad will always be your parents. Mom and dad will always love you. And that makes a huge difference as well in helping children adjust to the future because the future is so frightening. We focus on giving them a sense of security and we always let them know that things will be okay because mom and dad are working on it. 
So you don't have to have the details when you break the divorce news to the children. You don't have to be telling them exactly what is going to be happening in detail. What you're talking now about is the emotional and psychological impact of the divorce on the children and reminding them that this is something that mom and dad are working on. And ideally, mom and dad should be talking to the children together and be on the same page. And because the messages that we're sharing are benign and not judgmental, they don't put mom or dad on the defense. There's no finger pointing. There's no saying, if it wasn't for your dad being an alcoholic, this wouldn't be happening. Or because mom had an affair, now our family is over. We don't talk like that because we always use age-appropriate language when we talk to our children or not to be. So this storybook, which is your family photos and attempts, comes something that you give to the children at the moment you're having this conversation, and then mom and dad reads through it with the kids. It's about <coughs> us and our family, and the children can feel connected to who you are, what you're talking about, connected to the family. And that the future is going to be bright. It takes a lot of fear out. And best of all, it becomes a script that's already written. So mom and dad don't have to stumble through the conversation or say, oh, I forgot to say this or that. It's all there. And the children can reread the storybook again and again, days, weeks, or months after the divorce, reminding them (coughs) all the good messages you want to offer them. So those six key messages that parents need to know before they're talking to their kids to tell them the news, what are some of those messages? You talked a little bit about making sure that they know they're not being blamed. You also talked a little bit about letting them know that they always have a mom and a dad. What might the other messages be? Yes. Uh, One other that's very important is this is about change and not about blame. And also, we want to say that you are and always will be safe. That's the most important security-focused message to give to children right at the beginning. After you tell them it's not their fault, you want to remind them that they're going to be safe because the divorce word brings up fear and anxiety about something that they've never experienced in their lives before. It's tearing their world apart. There's a lot of confusion. And so we want to just keep reminding them of the things that are staying the same, the things that are not changing, and then talking about the things that are changing in a mutually agreed upon manner so that the children don't feel that they're in the midst of a war and tension. And that brings us to a lot of the mistakes that parents make when they're talking to the children about the divorce, because when they get emotional and when they get contentious with one another, They do things that are hurtful to the children, and that's the focus of the Child-Centered Divorce Network. We want to remind parents that every decision they make impacts children, and we want to let them know that there are ways of addressing all the challenges they face in a way that's going to protect and support the children that they love. And can we get a copy of those six different key messages? And if possible, I'd love to put them up in our show notes so that all of our listeners can benefit. Absolutely. Great, great. What would you say are the biggest mistakes that parents do make when they are talking to their children about divorcing? Yes, and not only when they're talking to the children about divorcing, but during and long after the divorce when they're co-parenting as well. There are mistakes that show up again and again, and that most every divorce professional 
on the planet agrees about. Studies have shown that it is not divorce per se that harms or scars children. It's the anger and the conflict around the divorce. So number one is keeping fighting and conflict away from your children. That means in front of the children. That means on the telephone. That means when you're talking to your <laughs> in the living room and you're bashing your ex. That means when the kids are sleeping in the other room, when you're bad-mouthing your ex or when you're fighting with your ex, both of those are what does the most emotional harm and scarring for children of divorce. And there are books written by children of divorce who talk about that, talk about the horrendous nightmare of experiencing their parents fighting and wanting to fix it and being helpless to do that and wanting to stop mom or dad from doing or saying what they're saying and wanting to protect mom or dad. So this is the source of tremendous pain for children of all ages, from very young children right through older teens. So not only do we want to keep the conflict away and never badmouth your ex to your children directly, never talk disparagingly about them, never let the children hear you talking to other people about them, you also want to never use your children as a spy or as a go-between in giving you information. It's so tempting to ask your children, so what's happening at dad's house and what's his girlfriend doing and what did you have for dinner? Now, normal conversations are going to come up and it's okay to be talking about what you had for dinner and where you went when you were visiting, but there's a place when you intrude and your children know it, even if they're too young to express it or too afraid to express it. When they know that mom has strong feelings against dad or vice versa, and that you're probing them, children are very likely to protect one parent against the other and change the story, lie or distort the story, or get angry and not want to talk to you about what's going on. Whatever it is, it's putting an emotional burden on them. It's putting them in a level of turmoil that is needless, and it creates so much conflict because most children love both mom and dad. They're torn when a divorce takes place, and it's hurtful for them when either parent is disparaging and putting down the other parent. And if you're asking your children to spy on the other parent, they understand that you have an ulterior motive, and they don't feel good about participating and agreeing with you or not participating and then lying to you. Either way, it puts a burden on them. You also don't want them to become your scheduler and your messenger. So tell dad to pick you up at 9.30 and not 10 because our plans have changed. It's tempting to do, it seems like a simple enough process, but children of all ages, even teens, resent being used as a messenger. Sometimes they'll distort the message intentionally. Sometimes they'll get confused and they'll create chaos behind the scenes with the parents. Today, there are very sophisticated scheduling tools that you could use online to eliminate those kinds of problems. So when you have changes and plans, it's not up to your children to be your messenger. What happens when you do these things is that you rob your children of their childhood. Mm -hmm. And that's especially so if you use your children as confidants, which is one of the biggest mistakes of all. When you confide in your child, whether your child is nine or whether your child is 19, you are robbing them of their childhood. Suddenly they're privy to adult information that they shouldn't be knowing about. 
we certainly understand how confusing emotionally and psychologically it is to be going through a divorce for adults. The craziness that we all go through and how much support and help we need from friends and family. Why put that burden on a child? Children's brains are not developed to the level where they can handle this kind of information. They certainly cannot do anything about it. And so suddenly their brains and their minds are churning about information that they are helpless to change, but now they know. And as soon as you bring children into an adult world, they are no longer the same. The, the happy, carefree childhood that they had is distorted and stopped and changed by knowing information that adults are grappling with. And you see children parenting their parents. It's okay, mom. I'll take care of it. I'll be the big boy. I'll be the big girl. Yeah. Yelling at mom. Just not right. As you're talking, it brings me back to a memory, Rosalind, that I haven't thought about for years, but had a tremendous impact on my life and actually my relationship with my father. I remember the day it was sunny. We were in Pizza Hut having pizza. I was probably 15 and my mom and I had a conversation about her and my dad. And I knew they had not been getting along. It was very clear because they'd been fighting and it was really, really awful. But she said something to me that profoundly changed my relationship with my father. And she said that your dad has been thinking about cheating on me and I caught him. Whoa. Uh. And... Rosalind, I, to this day, still hold that anger against him that he would ever be in the process of trying to cheat on my mom. And it's interesting, they never got divorced, although I think in some ways, as sad as that might be, maybe it was the right thing for them that they should have done. But I remember that day, crystal clear as a bell, and It just goes to show that what you are saying is so important. A flippant remark. I know that my mom did not mean to cause any harm. She was desperate and she needed someone to talk to. And well, it was her daughter. But at 15, I mean, really at any age, you should not be hearing those things about your parent. You shouldn't. And for me, that was 30 years ago. But yet, it's something that I remember down to even the type of pizza I had that day. Mm -hmm. My life just stopped in those moments. A life-altering moment that stays with you, yes. And mom moved on and didn't think twice about it and may not even remember talking to you about it. But for you, it's there forever. And yes, it changes how you look at one or both parents it gets you worrying about things. Is there something I could do to fix this problem? It puts you in a different mindset because you're dealing with information that is beyond your pay level at that point as a child. There's yeah. nothing you can do. And so it's heartbreaking when that happens. And parents don't mean it intentionally. But when we can advise them in advance, warn them in advance, alert them and let them understand the consequences of all of these decisions, It really helps parents make wiser decisions, smarter moves, and protect the children. Because everyone says, 
the well-being of the children. Oh, yes, everything in the divorce is about the well-being of the children. And that's not the truth. It's only the most conscious, caring parents who really do that. And they have to choose conscious, caring professionals, the types of attorneys or mediators they use, the types of people on the divorce team is going to influence those parents. And it's so important that they are family-oriented. Divorce without children is a simple process, and it ends at a certain point when the divorce is over. Divorce as a parent goes on for the rest of your life. And the consequences of that divorce affect how you dive into the co-parenting experience, how you think about your ex and how you color the way you approach your ex to your children, which can result in parental alienation, which is the worst consequence of divorce done wrong. Mm -hmm. So if you have a client that's coming to you, either one person or both people who are just starting, just starting the process of communicating their divorce to their children, what are the three resources that they could use? I'd love for you to talk about your book. I'd love for you to talk about any other resources you might have. Because just like you talked about, you were thinking about divorce for over a decade and you were so concerned about your son who was 11 at that time, about how he would react in his mental well-being. You are just like all these listeners. We have thousands of listeners that are listening right now and they need information. This is a great place, the podcast, Financially Ever After, to get the information, but they need more. They need more because this is not easy going through divorce and having to parent with someone that you potentially could really hate and loathe. So what are some of those resources that you might share? Well, fortunately, I put together all of the resources that you need at childcenteredivorce.com because Great. if you're divorcing with children, then that's the place to go. And I have a directory of experts, professionals, such as yourselves, but in the other side of the equation, attorneys and mediators that are family-oriented that I've personally met and spoken to and know I call them the good guy attorneys and mediators because there are some people out there who are looking to expand the divorce, create more contention and conflict within the divorce between the two people because they're getting paid on an hourly basis. The longer the divorce, the more the litigation, the deeper the process, the better it is for the attorneys. But when that process ends, the attorneys are not co-parenting your children. And so our goal at Child Center Divorce Network is to give you resources that are dependable people who really do care about the divorce process. And then I have a blog and tons of articles, expert interviews, and information on every facet before, during, and after the divorce, and hopefully steering people into successful co-parenting. Now, not every family can do it because you have one or both parents who are so self-righteous, they really don't put the children's best interests first, even though they may say it. But those who do and really care, we offer personal coaching one-on-one, -on -one, but I also have coaching courses and programs, audio coaching programs that you can listen to with a workbook and coaching guidebooks for co-parenting 
And I have a free co-parenting ebook, Post-Divorce Parenting Success Strategies for Getting It Right, right on the homepage at Child Centered Divorce. So if you just put in your email address, you could download that free ebook and that'll get you started on the right path because it covers the things we've been talking about today and much more about making your children feel safe, secure, honored, and valued before, during, and after the divorce. And that's what we really want. Exactly. Thank you, Rosalind. And we'll make sure for all of our listeners that you have a link to Rosalind's website as well as to the ebook. And I just want to say thank you for talking to us today. We've covered a huge amount of content and you've been unbelievably generous with your resources and support for individuals going through divorce to be the best parents that we can be. And I want to close out just asking you if you have any other suggestions and kind of words of wisdom from your years and years of experience. Thank you. Ask yourself this crucial question. Do I love my children more than I may hate or dislike my ex? Because you have to answer in the affirmative. You have to say yes, because if you don't, you're going to be making warped, distorted decisions. And also remember, you are role models for your children. So every decision you make, every way you handle conflict in your own life, they're watching. Even the young ones, they're watching and they're learning from what you're doing. You can't say treat people well, and then your children are watching you and their other parent fighting. So you have to be aware of the fact that you are showing them how to deal with challenges in life and that there are ways of getting through it, moving through it, and having a success. And we have tools and resources to support you every step of the way. Well, thank you, Rosalind. And you two listeners of Financially Ever After, if you can imagine and project yourself 10 years from now and sitting across from your daughter and son, having a cup of coffee and having them tell you, you know, you and daddy did a great job with your divorce. If you want that for your children and for your life, please do visit these resources and use some of those wonderful tools that Rosalind talked to us about. Thank you again for being here, Rosalind. Thank you so much. Wow, we had a lot of information today shared with us from Rosalind. And I encourage you to visit our show notes to read her free ebook that is all about the information you need. Talking about how do you tell the children about your divorce? And also the storybook that Rosalind had shared with us, how you too can create your own storybook to help guide and prepare your children for the divorce ahead of you. We went through so much content and I have to tell you, there's so much more that you need to know because I can only imagine that dealing with your husband is a challenging, challenging task, particularly when you're negotiating and maybe not seeing eye to eye on what your settlement is going to look like. So use these tools and continue to educate yourself. And thank you for listening in to Financially Ever After.